my children, hurry. Alright, they just not in the hands of the enemy. Hurry, my children. Hurry, I get the seniors out here that I'm concerned about. Hurry. I don't leave my
That's what death is, sleep. But I'm tired of it all. How's it going, everyone? This is Chuck Nasty, and that means only one thing. You are listening to Romero Pictures, Any Brigade Presents the Nasty Nation. Um, usually, yes, it's Sunday, so usually you would be hearing me and Whitman doing an episode of Graveyard Talk. But things got switched around this week. It happens. Whatever. Um, on Tuesday, you got a Graveyard Talk episode, and today you got uh, an episode of, of Nasty Nation. Um, we'll try to make things go back to normal next week. Whatever. You get double me, right? Yeah. Um, so, I'm still waking up. Uh, I've only been up for a couple hours. Uh, figured I might want to go ahead and take care of the rest of this episode here. Get it all ready for you people to listen to. Um, before we get in, in, into this episode, uh, I, uh, I just want to throw out there that... Uh, don't forget, besides Graveyard Talk and Nasty Nation, uh, you could also find me on Two Guys One Crypt um, slash Tells the Podcast with uh, my, my buddy JB. Um, you can find that on Facebook, YouTube, um, whatever. That one is actually visual, so you get to see my ugly mug. And that also comes into the next thing is, no, we have not gotten... The stuff together to be where we want to be uh, in, in graveyard talk and whatever uh, to be able to go completely video. Um, I've said it a bunch. Uh, when we make the shift to video now, like like I just said, two G one C is is a visual uh, podcast, but it's just my phone and whatever. I don't know. Um, we're trying to make it where things look a lot better, um, when, when we're, when we're doing graveyard talk and whatnot. Um, I still plan on, uh, doing nasty nation audio, um, as well as doing uh video, but, uh, we're like, you know, like me and Whitman said last, uh, last episode, um, things have been fucked up. We keep hitting snags with certain things We're slowly, but surely getting there. I know everyone's just dying to see us, um, but we are getting there. So bear with us on some shit. Uh, things are getting better. We've got all kinds of cool stuff coming up um, that I think everyone will enjoy. Um, I also want to throw out there um, my my friend Ron Perti, uh, his show, uh, the Ron Perti Show, uh, premiered. Uh, I think it's, it was second season last night, um, and it's pretty funny. So I think I don't know if it's every Saturday, or every other Saturday, Saturday, whatever. Go check him out on Facebook because um, the, the the shit's pretty good. It's cool. Um, what else do I want to talk about? It's been it's been a a fucking crazy last two or three days in my household. Okay, it's been a crazy year, been a crazy month, been crazy two months, whatever the fuck. But it's been a crazy last, like, few hours dealing with bullshit. Um, God, I don't even know if I, if I should really get into this on here. Uh, basically, I've been dealing with a fucking asshole. Um, somebody's really fucked in the head. Um, and it's basically a huge bully. 
Um, and I, I've been dealing with that bullshit. If you know me, you know the situation. I'm not really going to air out all this shit on here. I thought about it, but it might just make things worse. So I don't know. Um, but dealing with some, some bullshit. That's, that's for damn sure what that is. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so my, my head's a little scatterbrained. It's crazy. Um, so forgive me. Um, so something before we get in this episode, there's something I want to bitch about real quick. Um, oh man. So in the metal world, the big topic lately in the heavy metal community has been the discussion of the newest six feet under album. Uh, if you're not familiar, that's Chris Barnes, the original singer of Cannibal Corpse. That's the band that he went off to do and has been doing it for years and years and years and years. And I've been a big fan for a long time. Uh, keeps with the brutal death metal, keeps with the, the, the gory lyrics, gory imagery, all that shit. Well, the new album, Nightmare for the Decomposed, Nightmare of the Decomposed or for the Decomposed, um, I, I hadn't listened to it until like a week ago, like really listened to it. And... I was curious about what all the hubbub was because people are just bashing this album. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why. Um, well, for one, people are bashing it because uh, the reason I don't know why is because I enjoyed it, whatever. But people wanted to be shitty because Chris Barnes' vocals um, are not the deep guttural... Uh, you know, vocals that he's been, you know, that we, we all grew to love, um, in the beginning with six feet unders haunted. And before that cannibal corpse, you know, the bleeding tomb of the mutilated, uh, butchered at birth, you know, that shit. Um, I haven't been a, a fan of a few albums. They haven't been horrible. I don't know. There's any horrible six feet under album. I was jamming a bunch of them the other day just because I got in the fucking mode after listening to the new one. And honestly, I enjoy it. Now, everyone has their opinions. It's each their own, okay? Um, Chris Barnes' vocals are a little more screechy, uh, a little more than than the... Um, and I think that bothers people. Um, I posted on my Facebook about it. And the response was amazing. Um, and then after I did that, I saw that there was even more posts, people posting about, you know, pretty much hating on it. It just seems like it's a trend these days. It's a trend to hate on albums from bands that people really like for whatever fucking reason. I don't know, like Deftones was getting a lot of shit for their new album. Everything I've heard off it, I enjoy. It sticks to the Deftones pattern, um, you know heavy with a little like melody with you know whatever the fuck i enjoyed it and it's getting a lot of shit um but which actually i'll, I'll go ahead and throw aside here both those albums the six feet under album and the deftones album uh dante M uh, montgomery who i've had on here before he's the drummer and one of the vocalists for the band storm toker he does a uh, uh album review uh uh show it's on YouTube and, and uh, you can find it on, on Facebook and whatnot. Um, I'm going to do drink. But uh, anyway, back to the matter at hand. But a lot of people are really shitting on this on, on this, this new Six Feet Under album. And I don't get it, man. Uh, of course, it's got Jack Owen. 
um, who left Cannibal Corpse a few years back. And he's in, you know, he's in Six Feet Under now. So it, it reunites two of my favorite people that were in Cannibal Corpse. Um, you know, and it's badass. I, I think I think the riffs are pretty cool. I, I, I think it all sounds good. It's heavy. Yes, Chris Barnes' vocal sounds different, but man, the man's been doing fucking been doing these fucking brutal vocals nonstop for fucking years. His voice is gonna fucking change. He's gonna he's gonna try different things. But a lot of people were like, "Oh, his vocals just sound horrible." You know, he might as well hang it up and blah blah blah. And I'm just like, man, really? Because the thing is, I've read, I've I've watched interviews and read interviews with Chris Barnes. And the only thing that I can get, I can gather from this guy when it comes down to, to his vocals and stuff and, and not just his vocals, just doing me- like death metal and doing six feet under so much is for the fans is to keep it true, to keep it to, you know, the, the, the horror based gore, you know, fucked up lyrics and all that, you know, and he's done it for so long. He does it for the fans and it's pretty shitty when a lot of the fans are completely bashing it. It's like, but why? And like I said, to each their own. We've all got our own fucking opinions about things. My opinion is, it's not the worst fucking album from them. Okay? Not the best, not the worst. But it doesn't suck, I don't think. I like it when there's a, a little bit of change. You know, I like those disgusting vocals. You know, the 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 screeches, the whatever. It fits. It works. Um, I, I, think, I think it was fine. Yeah, there was a couple of things on, on the new album that I probably would have done differently or whatever, but I'm not Chris Barnes. I'm not a six and under. It wasn't my vision. It's his. And you know, if you don't like it, fine, but you shouldn't completely like, you know, there's a few people I know who have been trashing this album, who said they've been six feet under fans for a long time. And that, that may be so, I, you know, I've been a fan since I first heard haunted the first six feet under album. Um, and honestly, a lot of times I'd much rather listen to six feet under than cannibal corpse anymore. Simple as that. Some people have said that the album is, um, what is it? It's mediocre death metal or it's, you know, it's run of the mill death metal and all this shit. And it's like, it's kept the same fucking dynamic as the other ones. You know, no, the riffs aren't fucking, you know, they've never been anything fucking like, you know, really technical and crazy. There's some, there's some good solo work and shit. But it's always been heavy and to the point and always gets my head banging. So I don't I don't get the problem is. I just I hate this whole trend on on hating things. And Chris Barnes has been getting shit for a while now, even before this new album. It's just this new album came out and people seem let down by it, I guess, whatever. Um, like I said, I decided, you know what, I'm gonna fucking listen to this album. So I was cleaning my, 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 my house the other day. I put it on. I enjoyed it. I didn't turn it off. The only reason, the only reason I, well, the only reason I had to stop it was because I had to leave and go run and do some things. And for whatever reason, you know, I don't know. I I enjoyed it. People, people want to, people want to bitch about it. I don't get it. What can I say? I think it's a good fucking album. I think people need to quit fucking being so fucking shitty about things. You know, Uh, give the devil his due. Like I said, Chris Barnes is, been doing this shit forever. And, you know, there's, if you look at the timeline on, on when every six feet under album has been released, they're not too far apart from each other. 
Um, the man tours like crazy, records like crazy, and is doing everything he can to keep up the death metal dynamic with Six Feet Under. Can we not praise that? Is that so? Is that so wrong? No. You know, I mean, there's I've got there's there's all kinds of bands that I'm a big fan of that have had an album or so that I'm just like it's ah, not my favorite, but I don't hate the band. I don't hate on the band. You know, I still I'm still a fan. You know, of certain bands and stuff. You know, I just don't see the big deal. I really don't. Uh, I look I look at it like I do all those Six Feet Under albums. It's heavy. It's to the point. Gory lyrics. Um, I like it. Fuck it. Right. Um, if you're a fan of death metal and stuff, man, check the album out. See what you fucking think. I don't know. Like I said, to each their own. Everybody has their own fucking opinion, right? I guess I just, I don't know. I get aggravated, man, because people these days, these days we, the last, I don't know, the last few years, it really has seemed that like any band or musician that people one time loved now find reasons to hate. I don't get it. You know, there's been some musicians who have been, who they're legends that have done some shit and said some shit in the past that has since made up for it and people are still hating on them and all this shit. Yeah, well, I'll just go ahead and say it. Everybody wants to bitch about Phil and Zelmo. And the thing is, man, is like I've talked to people. I know people who are really good friends with him. And he's not what everybody seems to think he is. He used to be a fucking dickhead. He used to be a fucking junkie. He used to go say and do a lot of stupid shit on stage. A lot of times he would say stuff that got taken the wrong fucking way. And he's done some shit that, well, it has not been the best. Um, but people want to hate on Pantera. For shit that Phil has done, and it's like, dude, leave Pantera alone. You know, I just it, it all comes together. It's just like it just, it just it all it all pisses me off. It's like don't sit there and fucking like people you know want to bash like Pantera for all this other bullshit when it's been years now, and and things have been you know squashed. I thought you know when it comes down to things that Phil has done and what you know whatnot. Uh, Phil is still one of my favorite vocalists. I still love everything he, he's, he's put out. Pantera is still one of the greatest bands of all time. And if you don't like it, fuck off. But this isn't a Pantera rant. <laughs> I know, shocking, because it seemed like it was going to that. But same with Six Feet Under. I love Six Feet Under. I love I love Chris Barnes. I love his vocals. I love everything he does with his vocals. I love the music. I think it's heavy. It hits hard, and I enjoy it. Like I said multiple times a minute ago, to each their own, I'm not hating on anybody who didn't like it. I'm just saying, give it another chance. There's been many albums where I've had to go back and listen to, to actually get a full, you know, movies too. <clears throat> like Rob Zombie's Lords of, Lords of Salem. First time I saw that movie, I was not, I didn't like it. Watched it again. Okay. Started getting there, started getting there. And then I watched it a third time and realized, you know what? I enjoy this fucking movie. People want to hate on it for this, that, and the other. And it's like, well, man, Take a step back and look where the, where, where the artist, the director, the writer, whatever the fuck of anything, albums or, or film, and actually find out where they were, where their head was at. Lords of Salem is a throwback to, you know, Hammer films uh, from from the fucking eighties, seventies and eighties, um, mixed in with a little bit of the new the new shit to it. Um, 
It's witchy and I enjoy it. Same thing with all these other fucking albums. Bands change sometimes. Like Korn, all right? I know a lot of people want to hate on Korn, but Korn was one of my favorite bands from the fucking first album. Um, and I still love them. Their last two albums have been fucking killer. Now, I didn't really care for about three or four of their albums before those. They had some decent songs on them, but I didn't really care for the albums for whatever fucking reason. Bands change things up sometimes and people want to bitch about it, just like Metallica. People want to bitch about Metallica. Well, give the devil his due. Metallica is one of the biggest bands in the fucking world. And they're still doing it. Give them their respect. Six Feet Under, yes, there's been lineup change after lineup change, whatever the fuck, but Chris Barnes and whoever he has playing is still kicking ass and they're still out there fucking doing it. How many fucking people can say that they have been doing the same fucking like band and doing the same thing they fucking love for 30, 40, like 30 fucking years and... You know, and and still is still doing it, and still feeling the same way, still loving it, still enjoying it. Not too fucking many. Anyway, there's that rant. Six feet under, new album, uh, nightmare for the decomposed. Go check it out. Now onto this episode real quick. Uh, so I uh, I had the, the the pleasure a while back um, on. Two guys, one crypt. Um, I got to, to meet um, the lead singer of, of Pickaxe uh, Preacher, Mike Williams. Him and a few of his friends were on our show talking about Ernest Scared Stupid. If you haven't seen that episode, go check it out. It's pretty cool. It's pretty funny and pretty cool. Um, I didn't get a chance to really talk to him like I really wanted to. You know, musician to musician, find out, you know, inspirations, where his head was at, whatever the fuck. And I was lucky enough to uh, be able to... Uh, to get Mike Williams, the vocalist, um, on, um, and to actually be able to discuss and get a little into his head about what bands, what, what music music he enjoys, uh, talk about uh, their newest album, Extinction Theory, and a lot of other shit. Uh, if you're not familiar with Pickaxe Preacher, I would highly suggest you go check them out. Uh, they're a little bit of everything extreme that I enjoy when it comes down to it, just about. Thrash, grind, um, punk, sludge. I, they're a little bit of everything. And they're awesome. So, without further ado, uh, take a listen to uh, uh, this conversation that I have with, with Mike Williams from, uh, from Pickaxe uh, and enjoy. This call is now being recorded. Mike Williams, how you doing, man? Good, man. How you doing? Doing all right. Doing all right. I'm actually uh, sipping on some uh, Natty Light. And uh, just got finished uh, smoking the last bowl. I figured I'd save it for this uh, this special occasion. Nice, nice. <laughs> I just pulled me up a uh, joint of some freshly cut Blue Dream and uh, enjoying it myself. Hell yeah, man! Very nice, very nice. So uh, you all just uh, got finished record uh, putting out the album Ex- uh, Extinction Theory. Um, yep. Now. Has, is this something that you've been recording for a while, or has it, or do you do it during quarantine stuff, and or do you just have to pick back up? Uh, actually, we got released in February, right before the quarantine hit. Oh, okay. It, uh, we did our release party on uh, February eighth in uh, Hamtramck, Detroit area, um, and uh, we did like one other bar show, and then. Uh, 
we have canceled on the third show the day of. That's when things got really crazy. And then uh, we had all kinds of stuff booked for, like, up until June at that point, and we had to can- literally cancel everything. Man, that this, this whole fucking year has been so shitty for everybody, but, man, for bands especially, because we had to cancel a bunch of really good shows because of the quarantine as well. Um have you all have you all done any anything love like any one offs here and there since everything is quote unquote dying down or whatever? <laughs> we haven't done nothing. Nothing. Uh, it was yeah, like, yeah. like uh thing was uh anybody tried to do something and I'm getting cancelled and it seemed like it was just too uh shaky to try to do anything and we're kinda of seeing how things panned out. But we're yeah. actually we got a uh a hall party coming up. Uh, in late November, and then we're also looking to book some other stuff coming here in the winter. So we're slowly like looking to do stuff again, and because uh, we're feeling more comfortable about stuff. So yeah, um, yeah, that's 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 the weird thing is we uh, we actually have only played a couple of shows uh, since the quarantine thing, um, and they've all they both been well. I'm sorry, we played one. It was outside. We're supposed to play another one that's outside. It seems like that might be how things are going to be for a while is maybe outside shows get more uh, support than inside, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, especially being like uh, smaller, more independent bands, we're a little more flexible. So we can do like DIY shows and do outdoor oh, stuff. Fuck yeah. I think that's what's going to yeah. happen. You know, there's going to be a resurgence in local music because of this in a weird way. Yeah, man. Uh, it's, it's, it's been fucking, it's been fucking weird. And even seeing like, you know, some of the bands that, that, that we look up to, you know, struggling, trying to figure out, okay, well, how are we going to make things? How are we going to do this? And a lot of bands are doing a lot of stuff. They're pushing more merch and they're, they're all putting out masks. <laughs> like, yeah. it's weird. Um, so, uh, how long ha- have you all been a band? Uh, 2014. Went through some member changes in 2018, 2016, somewhere in there. And now where we have the current lineup has been uh, for at least, uh, I'd say, close to two years now. Very nice. Uh, I really dig the new video. Uh, the newest, I guess it's the newest video you all put out, the Reptilian Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I love it. It's good, yeah. good doing that. It's very which which I gotta actually throw out there real quick in case anybody uh, didn't see the episode. Uh, Mike and I were both on, on the uh, Two Guys One Crits episode talking about Ernest Scared Stupid, and in, and we did talk about Reptilian Jesus a little bit, uh, but we didn't. It was I wasn't able to uh, to ask some of the questions I wanted to. It was kind of a crazy like we were all fucking stoned, and it was like kind of just a crazy set. It was a great interview, but. Uh, but yeah, so I'm glad you're I'm I'm glad to, glad you're on tonight too. Just want to throw that out there real quick. Okay. Um, okay. But uh yeah, so the idea of of reptilian Jesus. Uh explain a little bit. Um, well, uh with the new record it was like a lot of uh conspiracy theories behind it, uh plus my own personal uh demons and then uh uh, also, we do like the religious kind of spin, and uh, and uh, yeah, did a bit of splash of like maybe some pop political stuff in there too. So just mm-hmm. uh, just talking about everything, any anything that uh, 
where somebody has to be uh, uh, behind a podium. You know, we try to kind of mock that in a way. Yeah, which I love. I love that. That's awesome. Uh, you all, you all have a really well. I really dug about y'all because first off, like uh, going back to two guys, one crypt. Um, JB on there is the one that introduced me to you, and introduced me to uh, to, to pickaxe. And the one thing that I, I really found that I really loved was how so many. I think I mentioned this to you on on that show too. Was I love how there are so many different extreme styles of music mixed into your all stuff. Yeah, like we have different influence. Every every guy in the band has. Uh, Completely different influences, but we all yeah. want to play Flash, so they're they're you know so we bring different things to the table, which makes a cool thing, you know. Oh, definitely. Um, what uh, what would you say if you were to give like a top five um, bands that that have influenced uh, throughout the years um, for Pickaxe? Um, Going from yours as well as everybody else's that you know, like what, what would be five bands that you'd say you all have been influenced by the most? Uh, yeah, collectively, uh, I, I would say Panta, Slayer, um, Hopper, and Austin. The the prog stuff on the new record that we did is totally like because they're totally into beat and band. And okay. uh, Hopper is super into Van Halen, so he puts so much like. Eddie Van Halen influence. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. Uh, but yeah, a lot of Eddie Van Halen in there. And, uh, Dimebag Girl and probably, uh, 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 let's see, uh, Dimebag, Jimi Hendrix. I mean, Hopper's, uh, he loves all the, you know, all the greats, you know, so. Yeah, man. Definitely. Uh, are you all are you all fans of uh, King Parrot by any chance? Uh, I am. I am definitely, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I that's one thing I really like is I really like King Parrot. Um, and you all kind of you all have like kind of that same vibe, uh, especially the way your you, how your vocals are and stuff. Um, yeah, really dig really dig that shit, man. You you all kind of keep the old Exodus kind of you know thrash shit alive and. Got to got to give you the devil horns for that one. Much 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 love and respect for that. Thank you. As a as a vocalist, um, what what got you wanting to be a vocalist? Did you start on drums and then decide to move, or you know how how did you uh, decide you wanted to be a vocalist Um, in a band? Well, I I mean, I kind of stumbled into it. I remember doing like uh being at a karaoke bar one night and I just kinda like, yeah, I'm gonna kinda was not happy with the tunes that were being played and I'm like, I'm gonna the only thing I can do to change it is for me to go up there and sign my name and sing some heavy metal. So I went up there and actually got a, a pretty decent response and I think that was the initial spark. But then I, I didn't really even start a band you know, it's a crazy story, but uh I think I've told this a few times, but um, uh, when I graduated college, I, I went down to Dallas, Texas to go see Dime's Grave. And oh, uh, nice. during that time, I had a, like, a partying at his grave in the middle of the night. We snuck in the cemetery and whatnot, and we're, we're partying and, you know, pouring shots on his grave, you know, and uh, we're having a good time. And then we had, like, this crazy... Uh, we had like ghost experience, man, and like there was, I even had pictures to prove it. We're in a black, dark, uh, cemetery, and there's this 
strange glowing light coming out of nowhere, and it, and it got really big, and, like, the, it overtook the whole picture, and these are a series of pictures taken within, like, a minute of each other. And, uh, you know, the hair on the back of your neck kind of stood up, and, and uh, ever since then, I, I wanted to be in a fucking band. I remember the whole trip, the whole way coming back up, and... You know, I graduated, I just graduated college. I'm supposed to go get some fucking office job and shit. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to start a band. I'm going to start a band. I'm going to start a band. And uh, and I started with my, my first, you know, band and, and, you know, my second band. And now this is the third band I've been doing. And now it's Pickaxe. So. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, dude. That's, that's one hell of a, a, a story, a, a becoming story. I like that. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I influenced by metal and I was always a big part of my life I just like I never had a lot of musical talent I would say and something got like a light switch that went off one of those moments like a eureka moment and I'm like this is what I want to do and I'm going to just pursue this and I've been doing it for 10 years now hell yeah man once it's in your blood it, it, it doesn't ever go away that's for damn sure yeah man definitely definitely have you ever gotten those moments where, uh, for whatever reason, you're, you're, you, which, like I said, it doesn't go away, whatever, but do you ever get those moments where things just aren't going right and you're like, I, I give up on this, I'm done, or whatever? Or has that never been a thing? Um, oh man, yeah, of course not. I mean, I, I, I guess I'm too bullheaded sometimes to give up. I just, uh, uh I have my down down moments though. Uh, you know, everybody has that. We have your moments of doubt, and uh, you know, what am I? Yeah. Uh, you know, you have low points, but uh, you know, you kind of get through them, and you kind of shake it off. And you, you know, you if you love what you're doing, man. At the end of the day, you know, that's all that matters. You know, you just got to have a passion, and uh, if the passion is there, the fire is always there. You know, continue doing it. Oh yeah, man. That's how it's supposed to be. That's that's yeah. And there's 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 a lot of people that I know, man, that uh, that have quit bands and have been playing their entire life, and then once they hit like, you know, thirty, you know, their thirties, they're like, oh, I'm I'm done. I'm just uh, you know, and it's like, well, yeah. And then, then like a year later, they're like itching to play again, but they won't they won't do anything with it because they think they're too old. And it's like, man, it's fucking bullshit. It stays in your system. It's what you need. It's a release, which is why all of us musicians are going crazy because we want to play more shows. Yeah, yeah. Even more so now, now that we can't, you know. Yeah, yeah, really. Um, which uh, actually, going going back to uh, extinction theory, um, what? Uh, how how long how long did you say that the the record uh, took? Um, I, I we went through like member changes in the middle of that record. Actually, three members. Um. We had a, a drummer we picked up to do some touring with in uh, 2017, I believe, and we did some a uh, couple U.S. Uh, tours, and then um, we were going to write the third record with him, and then uh, it just wasn't working out because the, there was a distance issue with writing, and then uh, we decided to go back to the original drummer, and... Uh, Stuff didn't work out exactly. We were hoping to, and then so we kind of went on a hiatus because we didn't have anything. But we had like you know some half songs written. It was kind of already in the mix. I think I had three of the songs written um, lyrically, um, and then 
we went on the hunt for a drummer, and it took us about a year. We went through, I think, 15 drummer auditions. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, and throughout that year, and then we found Austin, and uh, Austin, man, he, he's a great guy. We, I mean, I don't think we could have found a better drummer. Uh, great guy to be around, a very positive attitude, wants to be there, loves playing drums. Um, that's all, I think that's all the guy does. I mean, he's in like five bands, and he's an excellent drummer, right, what we were looking for, and uh, uh, like I said, perfect attitude, good to be around, man, and uh, we've been jamming with him ever since, and it's been going real well. Hell yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if, if, it, if it takes 20 fucking, like, auditions, when you find that one person or whatever that makes sense, then you, you just know. That's just how that goes, you know? Yeah. Um well, so talking about actually about the, about lyrics and stuff, uh, do you have what is your ritual of how you write lyrics? Do you do you make sure everyone's gone? Do you like lock yourself in a room? Do you because I, I, I there's so many different like rituals of different vocalists and you know I know I've got my rituals as well. Um, do you you know how's it go? Do you have to have a doobie smoked? Like you know do you have to have like one or two shots of whiskey? Like what what's the ritual with writing lyrics? Uh, yeah, man, uh, definitely, uh, doobies. Um, sometimes I like to microdose too, on some mushrooms and sit and write. Nice. Yes, uh, I like to be alone. I like to be like in the zone. So like I'll go somewhere, you know, anywhere, just be alone for a little while and, uh, and kind of just sit in the zone. Usually I like, uh, guys usually write a song first before I put lyrics to it. Sometimes I write lyrics beforehand sometimes but it's, I like to write to the song um, just to like just, so I let them finish like get like least like 60% of a song done and then I'll start writing on it and uh, so we can kind of get a direction for it and uh, uh, yeah that's kind of like my ritual man definitely doobies always doobies and then sometimes the microdosing Hell yeah, dude. I like that. Man, I don't know if I'd be able to write lyrics on <laughs> microdosing, man. I don't know. I get too fucking, my, my, my hands get too, uh, wonky, I guess is the only way I can think of it. I, I wouldn't be able to do that shit. So hats off to you for that one. Uh, yeah. you know, writing lyrics, I mean, that's when you get to the stage where, you know, music's done and, you know, at least where you start writing lyrics, that's like one of the, like one of the best feelings when you when it comes to being in a band because you're like all right cool the music's done and now i just gotta get my imagination going and tell a story right like yeah it's it's one of the best fucking things um who would you say uh do you do you draw any uh, influences from certain vocalists uh for your style um well i mean like uh the way it comes out is the way it comes out. I don't try to really emulate anybody. I was kind of like took from the punk rockers, man. Just do their own thing. You know what I mean? Oh, don't yeah. copycat. Just be try to be more of an original. So, you know, the the way it comes out, the way it comes out. You know, like I don't try to like I don't know, like I don't know. It's just uh, influences. Uh, I mean, I got. A ton, man. I got even ones I can't even anyway. You know, I like, I love Corpse Grinder and shit like that, but I could never do that. You know, I can't do those lows, you know, so. Right, yeah. Um, I have all kinds of guys I look up to, but, um, uh, I don't, I guess I don't emulate them. I just try to just be myself, man, you know? But I definitely, yeah, definitely. 
go across the board. Hell yeah, man. Definitely. Um, is there a, because you we were talking about shows earlier and you were talking about, uh, you know, how house parties and, and, you know, DIY stuff, you know, was going to come back in a big way pretty much. Uh, but it comes down to, to touring and all that, which I mean, there's always, there's always house parties and certain things, but that, but this actually seems like it might go towards that more than playing in bars and whatnot. Um, have yeah, you, have stuff lit up, you know, for sure. Yeah. Um, have you all, uh, have you all had thoughts or talks about when your next tour might be? Like, are you all even, are you all just waiting to see what happens for then? Are you trying to, you know, get in touch with people to, to get book things or are you just kind of waiting around to see at the moment? Uh, we were talking about doing a, a, another U.S. tour this, this coming winter. Um, way everything was going, but like, like everything got the, the brakes hit with the COVID, man. It just like we were going to just do some weekend warrior stuff this summer and cause we're usually pretty busy in the summer, all of us. So it's a little harder to tour and our jobs kind of slow down a little bit more in the winter. So we're able to get away a little easier. So winter touring was uh, on the table and, uh, we were, uh, we were talking about doing one probably this February, but uh, no plan. Nothing got planned because of all this stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, uh, uh, well, on, on this show, uh, I do another show called Graveyard Talk, where we talk about horror stuff, and I, I always like to see what, uh, what people who I'm talking uh, talking to are are into as well. Are you a horror fan? Oh, definitely, man. Definitely. I've been watching horror movies since uh, mid-September every night to celebrate Halloween. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. Do you, uh, what exactly are your, uh, do you, do you run marathons and stuff? Like, you know, you have people over and, and, and watch horror films and get fucked up or, or just have them on just for fucking, you know, for the sake of having them on or? Uh, well, I guess, uh, me and my fiance, my buddy Joe, my buddy Joe's been staying at my place and, uh, we've been watching something every night. Uh, we've been doing, uh, like, uh, like usually, like, like, right now we've been doing, like, uh, watching the original and then watching, like, the remake, you know? So we've been doing mm-hmm. that. The ones we like. Um, we can do a little bit of that. Um, I think we watched the first three, uh, Freddy Krueger or Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Oh, we did we did that the other day actually here at my house. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, we watched uh, Night of the Living Dead and then the remake of uh, Night of the Living Dead, the Tom Speedy one. We did it in the yeah. We did that same thing with Dawn of the Dead. Um, we just watched uh, 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 Bram Stoker's uh, Dracula, and then we watched the Universal Monsters Dracula, and then uh, for the hell of it, we watched. Uh, Dracula, Dead and Loving It, that spoof movie with Leslie Nielsen. Oh, shit. Yeah, that was a funny one. That was a ridiculously goofy-ass movie, but it's funny as hell. Yeah, yeah. So we watched that. You know, we watched those. So, yeah, we just, we've been on a marathon, and we've just been kind of like, like, oh, we're going to binge on. Let's go. Let's do Frankenstein. I think we're on, we're on Frankenstein now. We watched uh, that uh, Mary uh, Shelley's Frankenstein with uh, Robert De Niro. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, we just watched that one. We'll probably watch the OG one, the Universal one, tomorrow night. Hell yeah! Uh, yep. What uh, do you do? You have any certain movies that you for sure watch on Halloween? 
I guess it's just whatever I'm in the mood for, you know? I, I like mm-hmm. any with blood and gore and uh, on the supernatural side, you know, that's definitely. So uh, Halloween on day of Halloween, I don't know. I guess it's whatever I'm in the mood for. Something different oh, yeah. all the time. Keep it fresh, keep it going. Yeah, I, I can dig that. I, uh, I, I guess I do what everybody else does. I, I save. I'll watch all the other Halloween movies except uh, the original and Halloween Two. Uh, okay. I, I save those for Halloween night usually. But, but okay. yeah, it's it's good to kind of keep keep it keep it fresh every now and then. I, I like that. Uh, what, um, what what would you say? Are you okay? Actually, here's a question. Uh, talking about horror. Um, you more of a Fulci guy or Argento guy? Uh, I like Fulci. I like Luigi like Fulci guy, man. Uh, I like, uh, what was that, City of the Dead? And, City of the uh, Living Dead? Yeah, dude, that one's badass. Yeah, that, that was like the first one I seen. Uh, man, that one fucking freaked me out. Um, yeah. I, one recently I didn't really care for that he did. Uh, it barely had any gore in it. It was, uh... More like a supernatural film. I can't remember what, what it was called. It was probably a year ago I seen it. One of the later films, I think, too. It was more oh, like okay. a it was more like a ghost story one. It didn't have a lot of gore in it. I was expecting like some crazy gore, and it didn't like have any in it. And I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting this. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, he is kind of considered like the the king of of Italian gore. So yeah. Uh, I was was looking to see what what movie that could be. His later films got really uh, back and forth with me. Because, I mean, honestly, when it comes to Fulci, you've got, you know, The Beyond and Zombie, of course. The Living Dead. uh, uh, The New York Ripper. um, Yep. You know, and all that shit. Like, hey, he's – that's that's usually my go-to. If I'm like, man, I want to see some shit get ripped apart. I don't care if the movie makes sense. Oh, House by the Cemetery as well. That's one of my favorites. Uh, Okay. I always go with him. You know what I mean? Argento's got some good shit, but but, uh, I I don't know. The storylines and the the goriness of it all, I I prefer. Uh, You mentioned supernatural stuff. Uh, Are you like a – are you like a paranormal activity kind of guy or more of like an insidious conjuring kind of thing? Uh, I mean, I like both. Supernatural is like a hit or miss for me. Just like lately, I feel like that's all that's been coming out for like the last like 15 years, you know, supernatural yeah. stuff. So it's like, eh, not another, not another supernatural ghost movie, you know, like, so there's, there's some I like out there definitely, but I, yeah, I'm not huge on the supernatural. I guess, you know, I like maybe some more older stuff, but, uh, yeah, just anything new, new horror, man, it's it hitting this for me anymore. Yeah, no, I can, I can definitely understand that. There has been some good ones that have come out, uh, but it's kind of hit or miss anymore. It really is. Uh, yeah. are you more of a, uh, what, what, what is your, your favorite genre of, of horror? Like you, you a wolf guy? You know, you have vampires, zombies. I'm a zombie guy. Zombies okay. was first, like uh, I think Dawn of the Dead. I think I was like, man, I'm probably ten years old. I watched that movie and like gore in it. I just never seen anything like that. And it just it, it freaked me out for a little while. <laughs> so I was a yeah. zombie for that. <laughs> I can dig that. I can dig that. Uh, I actually, it's funny because Nob Living Dead, uh, my son, he's eight years old. 
uh, he actually was watching that earlier for the for the first time, and he he, he seemed enjoy he, he enjoyed it, but his biggest complaint that it was black and white. He thought the TV was messed up. <laughs> uh, black and white, man. You, when you get a little older, you know, I think you appreciate it a little more when you get older. Because I, I didn't like the black and white stuff either as a kid, and then I, as I'm older, I'm like I, I have a very good appreciation for like especially the Universal monster stuff. I mean, I love that stuff now. It's just like. It, oh yeah, it, it seems like it's just a different world. Some of those movies, you know, like you know. Oh yeah, no, I definitely, I, I definitely see what you're saying on that one. Uh, I, uh, you know, it's funny talking about talking about zombies and stuff. And then you were mentioning how you you were watching the you know, originals and remakes, and you know, when it comes down to the dead movies and the remakes that have come out of that. Uh, they really haven't been that bad. It will, except for the uh, the Day of the Dead remake. That was that was, that was shit. shit. But shit. That was I hate shit. I love Day of the Dead too. And like, yeah, I got the remake. I think I saw it on TV. I'm like, oh shit, I'm gonna buy this, and I bought it. And I was like, man, this is a piece of garbage. Yeah, like it's it, it it threw me off completely because I mean, you had the 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 remake of Live Living Dead, Tom Savini's, which he did an awesome job on that. I mean, I know a lot of people who actually prefer that over the original. Blasphemy, but I get it. It's a good fucking movie. Yeah. The Dawn of the, the Dawn of the Dead remake, it was really fucking good too. And then, yeah. so I was expecting for Day of the Dead to actually, I don't know, deliver, and it completely failed. And then they made another one that I haven't even bothered watching because I was I was actually told it was complete shit. Oh, that's that's too bad. Because that's like one of the best I think in the original series, dude. Day of the Dead, dude. I, I just love that one. It's just so chaotic. Everyone's yelling and shit, and like, it's yeah. Just, Pissed off. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's actually a, a well because this podcast is part of a, a thing called the Indie Brigade. I don't know if if I've ever if I've mentioned to you or not or Justin or anybody else, uh, but it's called it's Romero Pictures Indie Brigade, and it's okay. my show and a bunch of other people's shows, including the Indie Brigade, like the official show, um, and that's actually uh, with uh, George C. Romero, Cameron. Uh, Romero's son, and okay. uh, and I've been lucky enough to actually like he's been like one of my best friends for the last couple of years, and uh, I've I've learned I've learned a lot about the about the uh, the history of of zombie films and whatnot. Like you know, it's it's been pretty fucking cool. I I was I was always a zombie fan, man. I've got I've got the little girl that's on the cover of Live Living Dead. I've got her tattooed on my arm. Oh, bad You know, but, but you know. I, what killed it for me for the longest time, because, I mean, like I said, you know, because I, I, I'm with you. I'm a, I'm a zombie guy, too, um, was I guess when Walking Dead came out and then zombies were everywhere and everybody was – it was so trendy. Even people that I knew that didn't like horror movies just loved Walking Dead. And I'm like, man, you people are killing me here. Like, are, 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 you, are you a Walking Dead fan? Yeah, actually, yeah, man. I do. I like The Walking Dead. I think it's a uh, – good tribute to Romero's stuff, and I, I like the long format of it, you know, like, I like that I can watch, like, a, like a, it's like a, you know, five-day or week-long Romero movie I could watch. <laughs> right, true, true. Uh, yeah, man, I, I, I respect the show for, for what it's done, but it, it lost me after, I don't remember what season it was, uh, I... I don't know, just kind of ran to, but, but not, not even anything against the show, per se, it's just the fact that it 
was the only thing anybody ever really knew, I guess, uh, when it came down to it. And I just like, man, I don't know. It blew up everywhere. You see zombies and commercials, and, you know, it was a joke thing. And I'm like, man, these things used to scare the shit out of me. Like, right. don't make him a fucking joke. I mean, okay, Shaun of the Dead, but Shaun of the Dead's a good fucking movie. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I, I was always always a big fucking fan of zombie films as well. Um but would you say are you you said Day of the Dead was your your favorite out of, out of that series? Yeah, I think Day of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead has a, I, oh, it's a it's a toss up between Dawn and Day, but I, I just like Day just because it's just a little more. Uh, I feel like you know. Yeah, no, I can dig that. Uh, I uh, oh shit, hold on a second. Oh, okay. Um, I thought my cigarette uh, cherry fell off and thought I was going to have me a little fire there for a second. Hold on. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it happens. It happens. Um, yeah, I, I I kind of figured you were a horror guy anyway from being on, on the Two Guys, One Crib with you, um, that you probably had, you know, kind of, kind of the same feelings as, as, as myself and so many others, JB, all that, uh, and being a horror fan. Uh is there any – because you also – you mentioned that you uh, – sorry, I'm all over the place, man. It's you cool. mentioned that uh, that you uh, you weren't really a fan of too much of the of new stuff that's come out. Um, what do you – what would you say is is probably, like, you think the, 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 the best horror film that's come out in the past, like, mm, I don't know, eight years? Eight years. Ah. Uh... I gotta think about it. That's not a remake. <laughs> uh, shit, yeah, yeah. That's that's that will. It could be. It could be a remake too. It, it it could be a remake too. But just like the the newer aspect of certain things. Because I was picky about it for years too. I was like, man, if it's not, if it's made past ninety five, it's going to be a, a a picky situation for me. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's been like I said, it's a hit and miss. I like some of the remakes that came out. Um, I like that Evil Dead remake. Yeah. I, uh, I liked. I actually liked Rob Zombie's take on Halloween. Um, yeah. I liked. Uh, I, I actually, you know what? Me and my fiance really liked Doctor Sleep, the Shining sequel. That I have not sequel. watched that yet. Actually, I need to watch that one. Actually. Yeah, we just we we bought it, man. We we really liked that. Everyone saw that in theater, and I I really enjoyed that one. It was a good, it it was good. It was faithful to the book, I guess, and the movie. You know, at the same yeah. time. Yeah, it's a pretty trippy sequel book. I like I said, I haven't seen the movie, but the 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 book was pretty pretty killer. Yeah. Um, I like the Pet Cemetery remake. I like that one too, man. I thought it was a good good adaptation. Um. Man, I'm trying to think what, what recently has come out that I've really, really enjoyed. Uh, oh, shit. You've got to come to me, man. There's just so many, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's really strange because, I mean, when when remakes, since we're talking about remakes for a second, actually, uh, it keeps coming up. Um, one of the, one, one of the, the like, okay, Novel Living Dead had the remake. And it was killer. And there was a lot of really good remakes that came along after that. 
but when they stopped making remakes and then in two, the 2000s and then when uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out. Okay. Yeah. I actually, I actually had faith in the idea of maybe a remaking certain films. I was kind of, kind of weary about it, but, uh, I, that one, that one actually changed my mind a lot. And a lot of movies came along that were, you know, you love the originals. And so you're really curious about the second one, you know, or the, the remakes, but you're also really apprehensive about it. And yeah. I got really naive and just thought that, okay, well, they're all, I mean, these few have been all right, whatever. And then I saw the Fog remake, and it broke my heart and pissed me off. And that's probably the worst remake that's come out in 20 years, in my opinion. Yeah. I didn't get seen that one, so I'm I'm glad I, I didn't see it. <laughs> no, that one's horrible. It's it's. I mean, if you're a fan of the original, uh, which that's one of my favorite Carpenter films, um, that one will make you mad because it's just I don't know. Is there something about it that's just really horrible? If you ever I guarantee if you ever decide to watch it, at least just once out of curiosity, I guarantee you'll hate it and never want to watch it again. I made the mistake of watching it twice, and it was like, dude, this movie just sucks. There's something about it. It's just horrible. Um, but uh, back back to the music there for for a minute. Sorry. When it comes to horror, I can I can go on all day. You never know. We might end up going back to it before this is over. Um, I was going to ask you a minute, a minute ago. Like I said, sometimes I'm all over the place. It could be the nanny light. It could be the weed. I don't know. It could be the over-excessive of nicotine um but uh talking about touring and stuff is there is there any bands out there well of course there are but uh certain bands that would just be like a dream come true to like tour with oh yeah of course man a lot of them uh well, where do you start man um uh yeah man yeah. Uh, Slayer would have been one, you know, if you want to go real big. Um, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, man, uh, uh, I'm a big Devil Driver fan. I've always liked Devil Driver a lot. That would have been a, it would be a kick ass. Um, uh, That'd be a good mixture. That'd be a good mixture of a uh, good set, actually. Good lineup. Definitely. Um, uh, Guys from uh, fucking uh, Detroit, man, Battlecross. I would always love to have went on the road with them. Uh, yeah, Battlecross. Uh, yeah, I've heard. I've heard Battlecross. They're pretty badass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. From the Detroit, I love those guys, man. They're good people. Um, man, there's fucking so many, man. Uh, dude, right now, man, I just want to go. I would go on tour with anybody. <laughs> right. It's true, man. It's true. Man, it just, uh, it's, we had so many big plans, man. But yeah, there's all kinds of bands I'd want to go on tour with, man. You know, just anybody that would be cool to be on the road with. Just somebody, doesn't have to match our style necessarily. Just, uh, just a band that just likes to bring it every night and, uh, has a good attitude about being on the road because it can get rough sometimes, you know. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, couple, couple of bands actually that I'm friends with are from, uh, from Michigan and Detroit area. Uh, yeah, do you, have you ever heard the band Cavalcade? I, I have not, I have not. Uh, how about Mammoth Lord? I, I've not heard of them either. Okay. Uh, well, ch- give, give them a check out because they're, they're, they're doing, uh, some really cool stuff and trying to get some shows going, uh, in the coming months as well because they both got new releases just released. Uh, okay. I didn't know if, if you might view all cross paths or anything like that. Not uh, that. 
to play their show with those guys. So yeah, definitely, man. I'll, I'll give them a uh, check them out, man. Now, are are you all a strictly metal uh, band? Like you know, you you all just listen just metal, or are you all into a little bit of everything? Oh, I'm a, everything. Every everybody in this band is a little bit of everything. Um, Hell yeah. I like a lot of uh, I like a lot of outlaw country. Um, I like uh, dude. I like Frank Sinatra. I like uh, I even like a little classical. I mean, I've been ever since I moved up north. There's this classical station. I just jam it all the time. I play it for my chickens, and okay. uh, so I'm always listening to classical music. Um, there's some kick-ass stuff, dude. And I could definitely see like hearing a lot more classical, dude. Classical and metal are like really close. Closely related. I mean, the chaoticness, you can, like, you can really pick out the metal and classical. I've always said that. Yeah, man, I agree with you 100% on that one. Definitely. There's so many yeah. riffs that you hear, like, in, if you're listening to some, some old Bach or some shit, like, you can definitely hear, like, guitars, like, just being, like, distorted over top of that shit. You can hear solos and everything, man. I definitely understand that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, I know, like, uh, um, uh, like, you know, my guitar player, they, he likes a lot of uh, classic rock, you know what I mean? Uh, Led Zeppelin, uh, you know, I guess Van Halen would be like rock slash metal. Um, uh, you know, Ozzy, you know, Black Sabbath, you know, Jimi Hendrix, all those guys. Um, yeah, man, it's just across the board, man. There's so many guys like so many different things. Oh, yeah. Um all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna name off some uh, some musicians, uh, bands, and you tell me yay or nay if you like them or don't. Okay. All right. Uh, nice. Waylon Jennings. Yay. Hell yeah. Cypress Hill. Yay. Hell yeah. Corn. Yay. All right. Deftones. Uh, nay. <laughs> Uh, and here's one that uh, uh, that I I've been curious about because it's been a big thing lately, and people keep see, uh, sorry, block it, talk, uh, who keep bitching about it. Uh, six feet under. Yay! Awesome. I love this yeah, one. I, I, I saw that too. too. I do too. I uh, I know people don't like them. I know like the bitch about them, but I like uh, I don't know, man. I like uh. I don't want to say shitty metal, but I want to say like a little more on the rough side, a little rougher on the edge, a little hard to listen to sometimes. You know? Yeah. Well, see, I, I'm 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 glad that, that you you said yay on that because uh, Chris Barnes is one of my favorite death metal vocalists. I mean, in my opinion, he was the one that created like the ultimate death metal guttural, in my opinion. And yeah. people want to bitch about it, like, man, honestly, I don't. I, the new album, okay, it's not. It's not like the last, you know, it's not like the, the greatest ones or whatever, but it's not the worst either. And his vocals, yeah, they've gotten a little bit more screechy, but man, come on, give the devil his due. He's putting all these albums out for people like me and you, you know what I mean? And yeah. people just, they, they, they suck. So I, I've, I've been, I've been curious about who all uh, is, is with me on the, on the six feet under train. Cause whatever, I've been a fan since Haunted, the first album. Yeah. And, I, I think I don't listen on for six feet under, and I might have heard some singles here and there. I haven't heard the new record, so I can't really speak on it. But I never minded his vocals. I always liked them. I, you know, 
Even the songs yeah. people about, I would like check them out. I'm like, I don't hate it. I, I like it, you know. So. Yeah, I I actually checked out the album the other day while I was doing some uh, housework, man. And I'm like, why is everybody bitching about this? Okay, yeah, there's times where his vocals don't sound like like you know as deep as they probably could, but it really wasn't horrible. I didn't want to turn it off. I kept listening to it, and I I got it. I mean, I listened to most of the album. The only reason I turned it off is because I had to go run some errands. Like it's right. pretty fucking killer. Um, right. All right. I, I like you. Oh, go on. Cool. To be honest. Wait, wait, wait. I, I like uh, I like unique sounding vocals, man. I like uh, you know I love like I love the what a genre is doing. I love, like how there's so many like fucking like pretty awesome vocalists going on around. They're heavy as fuck. But the only problem is I think like a lot of them sound the same. They're not having their original like spin or trying to do like different screams and maybe something that sounds a little off key, a little like puts people on the edge, you know? Like that's why I like yeah. bands like King Parrot and and uh and uh just unique sounding vocals like uh Seth Putnam from Anal Time. Like we were yeah, I saw the comment yes. on you know, like Yes. It's, technically yes, the vo- if you wanted to break it down to like a musical like is it good vocals? No, it's fucking horrible vocals, but I fucking still love it. You know what I mean? Like it's it's something about it. It has it has a charm to it that you just can't replace, you know? And that's why I wish there was more of now in metal more than anything. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's actually funny you mentioned Anal Cub. We'll get back to that in just a second. Uh, well, Willie Nelson. <coughs> Jim? Yeah, 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 you're Willie. Okay, uh, uh, okay cool. Uh, you it went out for just a second. Uh, Ice Cube. Nay. <laughs> All right, so Anal Cut. Oh, that's a yay for me, big yay. Yeah, man. No, that's I, that, that's that's really funny because, uh, man, I got into Anal Cunt a while back, and I get in these moods where the only thing I listen to are I Hate God and uh, and Anal Cunt. I, I just, I fucking, everybody, that, that's, that, I mean, people want to bitch about Chris Barnes. They bitch about Seth Putnam, too, because he's pissed everybody off. Even when he's dead, people are still pissed off at him. <laughs> Like it just oh, there's something about it. To go for man. Seth was the fucking troller man, and if yeah. he pissed you off. That's exactly what he was going for, man. He was that's what he was trying to do is piss you off. And, yeah, I have actually had two of his friends on this show. Uh, Mike Nine from I Hate God, who was uh, buddies with and was on uh, a few months back, and he told some some Seth Putnam stories, and I had uh, Richard Hoke. Uh, who was the drummer for Brutal Truth and uh, as the drummer and vocalist for Total Fucking Destruction. And he, uh, he had some, some interesting things to say about Seth as well. Uh, basically, Seth, like you said, was a troller and he pissed everybody off every way that he possibly could. But when everyone, when people weren't around, he actually wasn't that bad a guy. Okay. His later years, he got kind of shitty, but he also, he wasn't right in the head. Like at all. Which have you ever seen the the documentary Slave to the Grind? I have, I have. It, it that dude. My favorite part about that whole documentary is the anal cut stuff and the brutal yeah. truth stuff. But the anal cut stuff, like, dude, that was what I've been waiting for. Just give me fifteen minute anal cut documentary, and that's pretty much what they, what they did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was split on the on the stuff there. Uh, People hated him in the documentary, and other people loved him. So, yeah, 
it was great that it was split down the middle like that. And that's pretty much how it is. It's kind of split down the middle. Oh, yeah, definitely. You love them or you hate them. There really is no in-between. But, dude, yeah. I found there's so many so many random friends of mine that I would never think listen to Anal Cunt because they don't listen to that, that much heavy stuff or anything like that or grindcore. And they love like they love Anal Cunt. Like they just they don't listen to anything that heavy, but they like that band. I don't know. I I, I can't get enough of them. I I really can't. Do you know that it costs like fucking two three hundred dollars to get a CD, a certain CDs from them anymore now? Really? Yeah. You go online on on eBay or whatever. There's people selling like their personal collections for like fucking four or five hundred bucks, dude. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> It's just a CD. It's not vinyl or nothing like that. No, it's just CDs. Damn. Damn. Yeah, that's that's why I opted. Uh, I've been collecting cassettes again, and uh, I opted to spend five bucks on uh, the forty more forty more reasons to hate us cassette uh, about four months ago, and <laughs> uh, or about ten bucks. And uh, yeah, it's that's the one that has feel on it uh, quite a bit as well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. All right, uh, David Allen Coe. Yes or yay? All right. Typo negative. Yay. Yay. Wu-Tang Clan. That's a nay for me, man. <laughs> I, never got, uh, I never got into a lot of rap, man. That's the one thing I never really got into growing up. Well, you said yay on Cypress Hill, and that's my favorite my favorite rap group, so that's, that's cool as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for obvious reasons, as I'm sure you could. My stepdad was the one that got me into them. He gave me a copy of Black Sunday that was his. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I mean, oh. Wu-Tang, I just never, I never actually never really listened to it. So I can't really oh, say yeah. that I don't, you know what I mean? I just never, I was never a big rap guy, and I just never really checked out a lot of rap, you know? But there are yeah. some some rap out there that I did check out, and Cypress Hill was one of them, and I dug it. I think they did, like, uh, that one metal record that was, like, Skull and Bones or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I remember buying that record when it came out back in the 90s, and uh, I really dug that record growing up. That's that's actually one group that uh, I got to see them one time. They came around here in Kentucky, and they haven't come around since. And it's like, man, because they, they gave one hell of a show. Because they mix a little bit of everything. They have some live percussion as well as, you know, the, the sample stuff and all that. It was pretty badass, man. They're, 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 they're an original they're original group. Uh and finally, uh, one of my favorite bands of all time, Helmet. I never, I don't, I can't say I do or I don't, man. I never really listened to them. Really? Okay. All right. Hell yeah. No, I, I like. I was thinking earlier, and I was like, you know, I want to do something a little different here, and and I, I thought it'd be kind of cool to to just be able to get a little more of an idea of like your personal preference of things. And uh, I might actually start doing that more often. Uh, I just started writing down band names, and I was like, okay, I'm going to see what this guy, how much we have in common with some shit. And, uh, yeah, dude, definitely. It's funny because the first two bands I didn't name were Pantera and Slayer because I already knew that after I wrote it down. Yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's just, that was, I mean, when we, when, when we were on uh, Two Guys, One Crip together, you were wearing a Pantera shirt. So Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, have, like – I mean, I think, like, when I first heard Pantera, man, it uh, back in, I think, 94, I, man, I was a kid. I heard, I think it was the Far Beyond Driven record I got, man. I, 
just never heard anything like it. And I was like, man, it was mm-hmm. it was awesome. It was awesome. And I, and yeah, I still yeah. listen, you know, if I can listen to something when I was like a kid, I can still listen to it to this day, you know, like, and it, has, and it still, like, holds up, you know, because a lot mm-hmm. of records I used to listen to way back and now I don't, you know, but that's one, those are some ones I still can to this day and but I think I'll be able to listen to them until I'm 90, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. No, Pantera, I, I I got into them after, actually, I used to, when I was like 12 or 13, I'd go down in, in uh, the Winchester where I, where I was raised, and there was like this pawn shop. And I would just go like every weekend when I went to my dad's because he lived closer to downtown. He'd give me a few bucks. I'd go down and just buy whatever CD looked like metal. And I, this guy was, he was getting ready to sell all these CDs, but they didn't want a bunch of them. And I was like, dude, let me take a look at him. And Cowboys from Hell was in there. And I had heard of Pantera, but I had never listened to him. And I was like, fuck yeah, man, I'll take this. And ever since then, uh, like, it was like, I got to see them when they, uh, one of their last tours uh, was Soulfly, Nothing Face, and Morbid Angel. And you want to talk about, like, a show that really could change somebody's fucking life. Did you ever get to see Pantera live? Man, unfortunately, no. But I got to see everybody in Pantera. So I got to see uh, Damage Plan because right when I started going to shows, I think I was in 10th grade. I was always in the mess. My mom wouldn't let me go to the shows, you know. I hit high school and then I was allowed to go. So I started started binging shows. And Mm -hmm. I couldn't the day for Pantera to get together, but... I had uh, I had Super Joint Ritual, man. So we went to a lot of Super Joint Ritual shows. Uh, Fuck yeah. yeah. I love Super Joint. Yeah. Um, I got to see Damage Plan. I got to see Down a whole bunch. So I got to see everybody in Pantera but Pantera. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's actually kind of fucked up because uh, I've seen Super Joint multiple times. And actually, the last time I saw Super Joint, uh, I managed to piss off Phil and Zelmo. There's video of it. Um, he he just uh, he was he was ranting on stage and he was talking about uh, people spreading bullshit and whatever the fuck and and people using their phones and videotaping every little thing. Well, I was videotaping at that very moment because my girlfriend couldn't go with me and he looks right at my camera and just like stops talking and just like lowers his arm. And just and I I lowered the camera immediately because he was looking dead at me, um, <laughs> and that's not he's he's an idol of mine like it's not somebody I want pissed off at me you know what I mean, uh, right. but I got I got to see down a few times um, and I got to see uh, I never got to see hell yeah I never got to see damage plan, um, but I hell yeah I did come around and I didn't realize it, but. Uh, they, they were touring with Cedar, and um, my buddy was like, okay, you didn't get to go to the show, but let's go backstage and see if we can walk around and meet anybody. And I'll tell you, as fucked up as it was of what happened to Dombag, you know how easy it was for us just to walk around the barricade and then just hang out by Vinnie Paul's, like, bus? Like, it, it, it was so simple. We stood there for 20 minutes. Not yeah. one person... There were roadies and everybody coming up being like, hey, what's up, guys, whatever. I think they thought that we worked for the venue because we kind of dressed like it, I guess. And as we're walking, I was like, well, I guess nobody's coming out here. And as we're walking away, I see a group of guys just standing there talking next to where we had been the whole fucking time. 
And I had, I was just like, I don't want to get in trouble. So, you know, like I, one guy in a cowboy hat who I was like, no fucking way, waved at me. And honestly, it was Vinnie Paul. And I didn't realize until later on because the guy looked much smaller. And I saw pictures from that show where he was wearing the exact same fucking thing. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Vinnie Paul waved at us when we were walking away. Like I could have, I should have shook his fucking hand, talked to him something, you know? Uh, but I didn't get to, I almost went to the Alrosa and, uh, I, when Donbag was killed, I was actually supposed to go with some friends of mine up there to see that. Okay. And, uh, my, my buddy was a manager at a pizza place that I worked at and he wasn't able to go. So we didn't get to go. And then I went to work the next morning. I picked up a shift and I got a call from a buddy of mine who said, did you hear about what happened? And I was like, no. And he told me Don Bag died at that show. And I was like, you fucking kidding me? Like, oh, my God, dude. Yeah. It was one of the worst days of my life, sir. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember, like, everyone talks about, like, where they were when uh, uh, Kennedy was shot. Yeah, that's the same thing for me when I heard about when Don Bag was shot. Like, I'll never forget where I was and what, what how it happened. It was, like, one of those moments. It was just, it was complete shock. Like, I, I left work because I worked early that morning, and I left work, and I walked home, and it was, like, rainy and nasty, and I, I walked home. I walked in the door. I was still in disbelief, and at the time, there wasn't Facebook and all that shit, so I got on the Internet and looked at news stuff, and there it was. Don Bag Daryl Abbott shot five times point-blank range. Yeah. I, I, remember- I cried so hard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't believe it at first. I remember, like, I was laying in bed, and I was just, like, I think I was just scrolling. It was, like, 3 a.m., and I think I was watching TV, and, like, the news was on, and it was, like, breaking news or something, and it came up. And I, I yeah, former Damage Plan, fucking Penta, ex-member, you know, like, uh, Daryl Abbott, you know, shot and killed on stage. I went, what the fuck? I jumped out of bed. I remember waking my brother up in the middle of the night. He was a big Pantera fan, too. I'm like, dude, time bag was killed. And he's like laying in bed. He's like, no fucking way. It, 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 it was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, it was so bad. And I uh, I actually, I went to my room and, and plugged in my guitar. And at the time, I couldn't play shit. And I plugged in my guitar, and I just played the walk the main riff da, 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 over and over again, just with tears run down my eyes, man. Cause when I saw them live, that band changed my fucking life, man. And the, the fucked up thing was, is uh, years, years later, I would see, I hate God. Um, after their drummer had passed away, um, they got a new drummer and this was the first night he was going to be playing. And they're like one of my favorite bands, which actually you shared the same name with, uh, with the vocalist, which he, you know, he goes by Mike Nine, but Mike Williams, you know. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure, yeah. Uh, and I, it was, it was weird being in Al, Al, Al Rosa. Um, when you walked in, there wasn't any security. There wasn't, there wasn't people patting you down. There wasn't anything. There wasn't anything about that at all. Um, there was, uh, Oh, they were playing Pantera. That's what killed me. They were playing Cowboys from Hell as we walked in. And I remember thinking that was, like, kind of fucked up, you know? But it was, like, the weirdest fucking thing. And uh, 
after the show was over, we were hanging out with the we were hanging out by Hey God and stuff, and we were walking around. We went out back and smoked a joint with the bass player Gary, and I was trying to find Mike to get my book signed because because he writes he has a, a poetry book, and okay. which was just fucking amazing. Uh, and he he points to the back door and he says, "Oh yeah, he's right over there." So we, I'm drunk and I'm not even thinking. Me and my buddy walk through this door, walk across the stage, and I stop midway, like before I'm going past the stage. I look back at him and he's like, "Dude, I don't know if I can walk across this stage," and it and it hit me right then. You know what I mean? And it was like, "Holy fuck!" There's so much tragedy that happened on this fucking stage, right. and. I found out uh, when I had Mike uh, Mike Nine on, he was talking about uh, uh, how they really didn't even want to play. They didn't want to play there, and it got booked. And they actually got pissed off at their manager for booking it. And uh, it was fucked up. Like the the because I, I hung out and did shots with with him, great goose shots. I'm not a vodka guy, but you know I'm gonna I'm gonna do shots with Mike Nine. I'm, I'm gonna drink whatever he's drinking. Yeah, you're still taking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, right. I'm like, like, oh yeah, not this. And yeah. the owner of the bar, the the owner of fucking Arosa, had the fucking galls. I didn't know about this till Mike told me. Um, he actually asked if he thought that Phil and Zelmo would have his any of his bands play there. And Mike said, "No, dude, are you fucking kidding me? Really? Right." There's no way in fucking hell. Uh, no, it's just it's it's really fucked up, man. It really is. There's, you know, there's there's yeah. so many guitar players and legends that have passed. Randy Rhodes, I mean, you know, and recently Eddie Van Halen and so many others. And Dimebag, no one expected him to go like that. I expected his liver or kidneys to fucking fail before he was, you know, shot to death on stage. It's just that was. Right. The most right. insane shit, you know. Right. Uh, as you can tell, I, I, I am I am a big Pantera fan as well. So <laughs> definitely, man. Um, so before we wrap this up here, my friend, um, where where can everyone find Tic Tac's Preacher uh, online or get stuff, whatever? Plug your shit real quick, brother. Yeah, man, uh, we're on, uh, all the streaming platforms, uh, the new record, uh, Spotify, uh, Amazon, uh, iTunes, uh, you name it, man, we're on all of them, man. Um, we're on Bandcamp, you can find us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, YouTube. I mean, we try to, we try to be on all the platforms everyone else is on. So, if, um, so if you Google our name, you'll go, Probably on something you're on, you know. Uh, do you all have a place for? Do you all have uh, merch for sales or a place for people need like you know? You prefer people to go for for merch? Do you have something set up? Yep, uh, we got a big cartel site, so pickaxe preacher slash uh, big cartel dot com. Uh, go there and you can find uh, you know hoodies, uh, long sleeves, t-shirts, and uh, physical copies of the al- album. Hell fucking yeah, man. Uh, Mike, I really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule, man, and uh, and hanging with me for a little bit tonight. Definitely, man. I appreciate you asking me, man. Oh, definitely. I I, I really, like I said, when, when, when JB introduced me to, to your old music, he said, hey, I've got a friend 
that has this band that I really think you're going to dig. Um, and he wasn't lying. I, I, I've really, really, really enjoyed it. And I think anybody out there that likes uh, good, thrashy, extreme music should definitely pick a, a pickaxe, pickaxe preacher. Uh, give him a listen. Give him a like. Go buy their shit. Support them. Uh, and maybe, just maybe, at some point, they'll come around your your area, and you can go tell them how much uh, you love them. Yeah, I uh, hope out there real soon, man. I'm, I hope this fucking shit lifts up and everything in concerts can be a thing again, man. You know? Definitely. And, uh, and man, uh, let me know if you'll ever uh, want to play around Kentucky or anything. I could uh, I could probably get something set up or whatever. Definitely, man. Right. Kentucky, I would play Kentucky at three times, I believe. So, yeah, I would love to come back again. Oh, yeah. uh, did you play in uh, Louisville? What the, yeah, Louisville. We played at, I can't remember the name of the bar. Um, yeah, we played in Louisville. We played in uh, uh, Nashville. And I think we played in another, like, small town somewhere around there. Hell yeah. Well, the reason I asked Louisville is because that's, that's, we usually play there a lot. Mag Bar and, uh, and Highlands Tap Room. Those were the, the main two places everybody, uh, jammed at. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, but, uh, but yeah, man, definitely. Uh, again, thanks. And, um, if you want to hang, uh, hang out for, for a second after, after we're done here, uh, be cool. Uh, shout out to you for a minute. Um, Anyway, the new the new album is Extinct, uh, Extinction Theory, and it's bad as fuck. Check it out, and thank you for listening to the Nasty Nation. All right. Hell yeah.
There you have it, folks. My conversation with Mike Williams from Pickaxe Preacher. Um, at the beginning of the show, uh, before I did my, my intro, I actually meant to mention this in, in the intro and I totally forgot, but uh, the, the song at the beginning uh, was uh, Reptilian Jesus off of uh, Extinction Theory, the newest Pickaxe album. You should definitely pick it up. It's thrashed to the fucking core. Um, thanks for joining me once again. Like I said, usually you're used to hearing Graveyard Talk tonight, but it got turned around, and tonight you have Nasty Nation. Um I'd like to thank Mike for coming on and talking, and hopefully we'll have him again on some other time. Um, yeah, and thank you to all of you for uh, for listening and checking it out. Uh, let's see here, what else do I want to say before we get uh, get this done with? Um, let's go ahead and do this here real quick. Uh, you want to check out uh, the the Nasty Nation page? Go to the Facebook page. We have the Graveyard Talk page. We've got the Indie Brigade page. Um, there's, there's so much cool stuff going on in the, in the brigade, man. Um, uh, since any brigade has, has, uh, meshed up with, uh, uh, heavy metal magazine, uh, George C. Romero, one of my, my, one of my best friends and the, uh, the, the leader, the fearless leader of the brigade, uh, has been working on, uh, issues, uh, for heavy metal to put out the rise and whatnot. And it's pretty badass. It's pretty. It's pretty bad. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty killer. You should definitely check all that shit out. Um, also, let's see. Don't forget about Tell Us in the podcast, the two two G one one C. Like I said, you can see my ugly mug on there now. Um, there's some other stuff I want to mention, man. My head is like I said, my head is just all over the fucking place today. Um, yeah. That's, I, we're going we're, we're to wrap it up here. So, Tuesday, 
there should be, uh, I might do another Nasty Nation episode and then we'll have Graveyard Talk later on on Sunday. Again, thanks for, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining me. Um, and thanks again to Mike Williams. You all have an awesome day.